0: From St. Mark's Episcopal Church in Houston, Texas, a joyful Christian community, this is Soulful Sundays, a weekly podcast of our 5 o'clock service. I'm Patrick Miller, director of St. Mark's. Welcome.
1: Jesus Christ according to Mark. Glory to you, Lord Christ. Jesus began to teach them that the Son of Man must undergo great suffering and be rejected by the elders, the chief priests, and the scribes and be killed, and after three days rise again. He said all this quite openly, and Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him. But turning and looking at his disciples, he rebuked Peter and said, Get behind me, Satan, for you are setting your mind not on divine things but on human things. He called the crowd with his disciples and said to them, If any want to become my followers, let them deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. For those who want to save their life will lose it... and those who lose their life for my sake... and for the sake of the gospel will save it. For what will it profit them to gain the whole world... and forfeit their life? Indeed, what can they give in return for their life? Those who are ashamed of me and of my words... in this adulterous and sinful generation... Of them the Son of Man will also be ashamed when He comes in the glory of His Father with the holy angels. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise Praise to You, Lord Christ. I speak in the name of one God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Lent me has been and continues to be a time of tension, a time when I am acutely aware of the duality between the earth and the divine, between my humanity and God, between what I think I want and what God knows I need. And I think it's like that. a lot of people, but I'm particularly aware today of it with, um, with our scripture readings. We hear from Christ to deny ourselves and to take up our cross and to follow him, and those weren't easy words to hear back then. He was talking to people who were consumed with status and wealth and the desire to be known in society. And... It could be just me but I think probably not much has changed since the time of Christ. I think we still yearn for that. And I don't think that yearning is bad. I think the way we go about fulfilling it is. But I think when we crave status, money, power, place, it's out of this deep desire to be known to be known at our very core, to be held by the people around us and accepted for who we are, not just on our surface with our shells, but for our fullness, for all of us, for the places that we hide away. And I think we are in this cosmic pattern of relationship between God and humanity where we continue to forget who we are, and whose we are, and so when that craving for being known comes up, the only thing we can find to fill it with are these earthly desires. And so God has a way of calling us back, it's part of Lent, right? But today I think there's an interesting piece to it. He doesn't just call us back in any way. We hear in Genesis today that God gives a new name for that calling. We hear Abram become Abraham. And in a different way, perhaps in an opposite way, in the gospel today we hear Christ call Peter Satan... And I think in both of those cases, it is God trying to call our true identity back into view. It is to say, stop focusing on earthly things. That is for things of the earth. Focus instead on the divine. That is for things of the divine. And I get caught in that. I get caught in that a lot because um, that's, that's my life um, I obviously like to stand in front of people and talk, and I like to dress up and look a certain way. And, um, and God knows that about me. And so it, God finds interesting ways to call me back and to give me new names. My first two days of seminary uh, were a whirlwind. I had never lived anywhere besides Texas. Uh, everything I knew was here. Everything I knew about who I was 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 wrapped up in the borders of this great state and um, I was terrified. But God had a little bit of a different plan for me 1600 miles away in Alexandria, Virginia. Every first weekend of the year, the upperclassmen at Virginia Theological Seminary take the new students into the National Mall in DC so they can help us learn how to use the DC Metro system and so we can see some Smithsonian's And so I went and nobody knew anyone else in my class. So for an introvert like me, it was a nightmare. But there were four or five of us that were of a similar age and of a similar temperament. And so we kind of started to band together a little bit. And because we were all too scared to make a decision about which Smithsonian to see for fear of being rejected from our very new fragile group. We just went to the one closest to us and it happened to be that you're in space, Smithsonian. So we walk in and the first thing we see is a sign that says fighter pilot simulators. I probably forgot to mention that I was the only woman in the group of four or five of us and so I'm going to let you guess where we went first. (laughs) So we waited patiently in line. There were a bunch of like eight, 10, 12-year-old kids and these grown adults in seminary. Um, And when we got to the front, there were four of us and one pilot and one gunner could fit in each simulator. And so we decided we were going to have a little challenge. And the team that shot down the least number of planes had to buy everyone else lunch that day fast forward to three minutes later when the simulator was over and we hopped out and the score stood as follows. Me and my pilot, 38. The other two, zero. (laughs) That's how the legend goes. I won't tell you what the actual score was. And from that moment on, they insisted that they would call me nothing but Gunner. I kid you not, and I laughed it off, and I didn't really think much about it, but I stand here today and offer to you the fact that there are people in this world who know me really well, like better than some of my family members, deep, intimate pieces of me, who have no idea that my first name is actually Samantha (laughs) because they've only ever known me as Gunner. Friends and colleagues, our bishop, our presiding bishop, they all call me Gunner, and it's kinda silly, right? It's, it's just a nickname. But for me, in the first two days of seminary, in a new place, in a new adventure, in a new calling, it was something so much more than that. It was, for me, a biblical event. It was God calling me out of my old ways, tied to the earth and earthly things, and into something new. I'm still being made into something new. We are all being made new. And each time we get a new name, mom or dad or wife or teacher or neighbor or doctor, there are times when we can look to our encounters with God for who we are and whose we are. There are times for us to remember that the things of the earth will pass away but that our value rests in being children of God. That that identity is what brings us value beyond measure and reaches us into heaven. So my hope for us this Lent is that we continue to explore the new names that God gives us, that we continue to explore the identity of Christ that resides within us and that we might let all earthly things pass away. Amen.
0: Your precious blood This episode was produced by St. Mark's Episcopal Church in Houston, Texas. Special thanks to our band, led by Cameron Deason-Hammond, and featuring Jeremy Nuncio, Asher Pudlow, and Andrew Gordon. Join us every Sunday for Soulful Sundays at 5 p.m. at St. Mark's 3816 Bel Air Boulevard in Houston, Texas, or visit us online at stmarks-houston.org.